Touchdown, Arkansas State! Culver is safe! The Red Wolves have walked it off! Amir, coast to coast! Lays it home with the right hand, and he's fouled! Welcome to the Second to None Podcast, the A-State Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Now, here's a couple of guys who know the Red Wolves like no one else, Matt Stoltz and Brad Bobo. Well, we made it to week two of the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. Matt Stoltz, Brad Bobo with you. Not canceled. How about that? That's right. I mean, I don't, yeah, we, we talked about it last week trying to dodge whoever cancels podcast. But I just think the, just the runaway hit that was episode one probably just i mean made that impossible did we hit number one on itunes last week i didn't check i checked we were the top rated podcast hosted by members of the arkansas state broadcast team in the world last week that's about the best we could hope for so and we were and, and i mean I, I i tweeted out some of the reviews i got one that i thought was especially uh uh, one comment I got on social media that I thought was especially probably just really hit the nail on the head was, I've never listened to a podcast in my life, but if I do, you just will be the first. Well, that's high praise. That, it is. That's, I mean, that just shows you just how we came out swinging. So we appreciate <laughs> you spending the 53 minutes or so uh, in last week's uh, episode with us. And now, for real, we did, we did get some nice feedback, and, and we people did. that I, I know listened to it, and even we heard, yeah, I heard from some of our uh, friends in different spots in the Sun Belt who hopped on and had a listen. So we appreciate them, and if they're listening wherever they are right now, I appreciate that. And got got a text. I don't know if you're talking about the same person, but from our buddy Danny Reed yeah, over at Georgia yeah. Southern. Uh. Yeah, he, he promises him. he will be a loyal listener from now on. Some other folks, even uh, even my sixteen year old, listened to at least some of it. I don't know how Did much of it. You force? No, I I just uh, I, I you know I told him, look, I'm trying to get him to pad the numbers, so get these teenagers <laughs> to go on and uh, just you know, click on it, click for a on a favorite, whatever, whatever, and uh, you know my. 15 year old daughter about to be a sophomore I was like you made to put, you know, put something about it on my snapchat story i said that'd be great and i don't know that it ever happened but well it's the thought that counts yeah. but because we because uh, we uh you know we had that comment early on in uh, the episode last week about you know wherever you are right now that's the answer to the trivia question where were you the first time you listened and uh chandler my 16 year old we were sitting at the mellow mushroom in pensacola and he said, this is where I was at the first time I heard it. Well, he remembered then. Hopefully he remembers that for a long time. Well, he was sitting so. at the table listening to <laughs> to keep from having to talk. Uh, at least he was listening to us. So thank you to uh, everybody who listened to the first episode. Uh, and, you know, now that we're into football season officially, we've got a little bit more to talk yeah. about. Now, I do think one more thing about the reaction to last week is okay. uh, someone that, that we we know that we got a chance to work with earlier in our careers here, uh, Steve Marston, he he commented, you know, on the on the first episode said, man, you really went on pot in on the podcasters there. I see. Now, is Steve doing podcasts these days? Well, I, mean, I, you, I just assume yes. I mean, I know he's doing some broadcast stuff too. But well, you did. You you went on a full on <laughs> attack of the whole 
podcast. And the truth is, form. I mean, I'm just kidding a little bit. I listen to podcasts too, and I mean, and for podcasts done by people who aren't quote broadcasters, and you know, they get a chance to do a deep dive on a specific topic of interest or whatever. So I, I don't want to offend any podcasters out there. But then I decided, well, heck, if that's the thing people are going to remember, I may just go in on some something different every time. All right. So I'm going to knock out one of the low-hanging fruit this week. Okay, so what's this week? I hate gender reveals. Okay, why? Because the best gender reveal is see what plumbing that kid's got when it shows up. And you are are true to your word because this is actually what happened with your kids. You you waited. One, I one. Okay. Uh, with Brody, we did not find out. I gave in even on the last go round with Stewart. I gave in only because my wife did it my way the time before that. But Brody's Brody Bobo had the best gender reveal in the history of gender reveals because you found out when he showed up. When he showed up, family didn't know. So I mean, and at that point in time, even though it was only uh, what 2013, things were a little bit more relaxed to the point that believe it or not, they let us walk him. They let it, they let me take him into the lobby of the hospital, and and our and the big two kids that were the older two were standing there, and we said one two three, and they said it's a boy, and that was the gender reveal. That's pretty cool that you did it that way, and even more impressively that that you were able to keep it a, a secret that long that you well, didn't wasn't find he? out. Oh yeah, well in here, um, uh, our our doctor, Dr. Hong, God rest his soul, he didn't know. Like he get he sent word to not put it to not have it in the file because he didn't want to Well, that's what I mean. It it's slip. so hard anymore for it you just not assume. to kind of slip out during it, one of those doctors. It just it, it bugs me and listen, I'm just I it, today people get pregnant and by the time it's over, like if it's if it's fourteen weeks or however long they tell you, well then fourteen weeks in a day they're looking at a an ultrasound because oh i just can't i can't not know and i, I got to get ready you can be ready uh, 10 billion people were born in this world without p- the parents knowing what the gender was and they were completely ready that's a good point you can be ready you can do stuff neutral and here by the way if you're listening to this and you're a young person man woman doesn't matter and you haven't had kids yet or you're going to have more let me tell you and i didn't even know this this was a happy accident if you won't find out, if you'll resist the urge to be the person that wants to know you're going to show up at the hospital at this day, at this time, to have this kid that's this gender, that's this name, it's like a scheduled FedEx pickup. If you can resist the urge to do that and you don't find out, then guess what else? When you have a shower, and, and I didn't know this, this was a bonus. People have to buy you crap you can use and not crap they want you to have. Not clothes that are cute I to see them. Where you're going. They have to buy you useful gifts, and you get stuff you need, and it is way, way better. My only question is, why are you so passionate about this? It's how the good Lord intended it. Okay. I mean, I just because then here's the thing, like you don't like you can't wait. You got to find out, but then all of a sudden, you still got to have the drama. So you got to make some production out of it. You got to shoot some video, and 
you know, wax some object that's got some kind of colored powder in it or this and that. No, it, if you found out, fine, but just going about your business. No, pro, you, no drama. You get no production. The production is showing up when that kid's born and saying, hey, this is the kid that showed up, and this happens to be the gender he was or she. All right, so you took care of uh, running off the rest of uh, the podcasting <laughs> community yes. in week one, and, and now, now everybody who likes gender reveals here in week two. So you're on right. a roll. So go ahead and, uh, by the way, we have an email address. It's second to none, the word second, second to none pod at gmail.com. Email me with some suggestions on who to go after next week. All right. Uh, we'll and and God, I three. hope everybody out there, I mean, man, there's, and plus, like, here's the, okay, one more thing about this. And maybe it's a little bit, maybe I'm a little bit hypocritical because I, I liked the drama of it too. But here's what I thought. Like, right, you're ha- you're you're pregnant. You're going to be, you're expecting a child. You're getting the payoff, right? No matter what, you're getting the payoff of that child showing up and seeing them and counting the fingers and the toes and knowing what sort of plumbing they have and what gender they are and all that. That's coming. You're getting it. So to me, if I know I've got the big payoff coming, then I can, I'm willing to hold it off as long as possible. I don't got to run out and grab it the first chance I get. I can build, I mean, the anticipation. So maybe that's my idea of being dramatic. Do you feel better? You got yeah. it off your chest? Yeah, that's good. That's just one of, I've always got that rant queued up and ready to go. So <laughs> it's the low-hanging fruit. All right. I, I love getting you fired up. I, and you got yourself fired up. I didn't even do it this time. So, um, all right. So what are we going to talk about now? We've, we've got football to there talk There is about. actual football to talk about. And you mentioned you were recently on vacation, uh-huh. so you were not able to see the first few practices. I did not. I did not. And, uh, I mean, it's like if for any of my wrestling fans, especially my old school wrestling fans out there, it's like this team is from parts unknown. Parts unknown is the place all masked wrestlers were listed as being from. Well, the Red Wolves were from parts unknown. Right up until fall camp got started, and hopefully maybe there's a little bit more known about this bunch now. And I was at the first three practices, and that's really the thing that I wanted to find out the most is who are these guys from <laughs> parts unknown? And it was uh, it was fun to kind of get that first glimpse at the new guys, if you will, because we've heard so much about many of these recruits that have come in through the portal or uh, other avenues during uh, the offseason since Coach Jones and his staff have been at Arkansas State. But it was a it was a good first glimpse. And to see you know these guys on the practice field for the very first time, and I don't even include the spring because so much has changed. No. Since the spring. That's why I told people, you know, you could have gone to every spring practice, sat there and watched them all, and you still wouldn't have known squat about this football team when it started fall camp. The roster's changed that much since then. Forget the fact they had a signing class that you knew about before that. This roster changed that much since the spring that even if you watched them all, you still didn't know anything about the personnel. Yeah, and... You know, I still don't know 
how much we know just watching the first few practices, but at the same time, I think you do have an idea of who some of those new names uh, might be that are going to be a big part of, of this 2021 Red Wolves team. And, uh, it's, and, and, I want to hear, I want to hear your kind of big, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and ask you because you were there. I wasn't. Yeah. I want to hear some about what, what's your first big takeaway from watching parts of the first three practices. Well, you and I were kind of texting a little bit the other night and you know, you had asked me what my biggest takeaway was from the first practice. And my response was, we should be better immediately on the line. And that's both sides of the ball. And, you know, you, you look on offense and you, you've got a, a lot of the bodies that were there last year. Most of the guys are back on the offensive line. But you, you see some new ones that have been brought in to make this unit even better. And one guy that was kind of talked about during the course of the offseason when he came in through the portal was Nick Lewis. And this is a Kentucky transfer. He's 6'10". So he stands out like no other left tackle <laughs> we've had at Arkansas State. And, you know, he, he's getting a lot of reps. He looks good out there. And then there's another guy that's uh, been getting some reps at the right tackle spot, and that's Robert Holmes. And he's another big body, not quite as tall. He's at 6'4", but he's 340 pounds and playing tackle. So you you look at those guys and Holmes is a transfer from Austin P and then then you look at some guys on the inside of that line and you see experience Andre Harris is a guy that has received a lot of recognition over the last couple of years at that left guard spot you have him back Ivory Scott has been kind of a staple of that offensive line at right guard and then we, we've got two centers that have seen quite a few reps now and Ethan Miner uh, the young guy that continues to uh -huh. get better and and you know there there's um, been a lot of great comments about him and then Jacob still has been here for a long time at, at that center position so and, and Jacob still if you don't know I mean, if you're listening to this then chances are you're you know what I would my air quotes an A-state person and if you're an A-state person then Jacob still should absolutely be one of if not your very favorite player jacob still has embraced everything that is arkansas state he, i i have never been around in, in my time at arkansas state an athlete that loved being here <laughs> more than him now there may be some that that have loved it as much as him but nobody that i've ever been around during you know my 17 years at a state ha has enjoyed just being part of this athletic program the football program the university more than than jacob still and and that's a huge compliment i mean the guy walks around with with a jumping joe cap <laughs> so that kind of tells you how much he's embraced yeah and jumping joe jump well yeah jumping joe for sure was never used in his lifetime He's, I mean, these guys are still so young that running Joe was probably well, it may be a running Joe cap, but it, it was either, either jumping Joe or running Joe. So neither Joe really was around when Jacob no. still was. Joe was long gone when 
Jacob still got here. But, oh, heck, uh, he, they mostly were gone probably by the time he was born. The Simmons Bank Card Alerts app lets you get more from your Simmons debit and credit cards. Set transaction alerts to be notified of certain card activity and choose how you receive each alert. You can suspend your card, set a spend limit, or decline specific transaction types. You can even manage multiple cards. If your debit card is lost or stolen or you're opening a new account, you can immediately get a new card just by visiting your nearby Simmons branch. Learn more at SimmonsBank.com forward slash debit card. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. You look at that offensive line, though, and it's encouraging to to see what we've seen in the first couple of practices. And, and then you look on the defensive side of the ball, and I think one thing that got our fans excited with Rob Harley coming in, the new de- defensive coordinator who came in from Pittsburgh, and, you know, Butch Jones, you know, wanted this too. You know, we're going back to a four-man front now. And that's something that defenses – at Arkansas State have done for the most part mm-hmm. over this run of success over the last decade or so. But we're getting back to it now after going to a three-man front, really out of necessity the last couple of years. But it's been promising to see those guys uh, on the line. And just going through a few names right now, one of the transfers that I think our fans – should be really excited about is Kevon Bennett out of Tennessee who had some really good numbers with the Vols had the relationship in place already after being you know recruited there by Butch Jones he's the son of Buffalo Bills great former all-pro Cornelius Bennett but I was watching practice over the weekend and Robert Spear who's you know, well known to Arkansas State fans, and you know, in the Hall of Honor, had a great career, and to lawbreakers uh, around the area. That's right. He, uh, yeah, I'm sitting there with with Spear over the weekend, and he just couldn't get over the explosion off the line from Kevon Bennett. And I will tell you that he was giving everybody fits during the first few practices and you see what the fuss is all about with Kevon Bennett at, at defensive end another guy that came in through the portal uh, from North Texas was Joe Azugu and he's a guy that I know you know played some linebacker at North Texas but you know he's getting reps right now at defensive end he's somebody that certainly looks to be in the mix at that spot, we saw last year T.W. Ayers, who made the transition, you know, between week one and week two last year, uh, kind of going from offense to defense, and he played both ways, yeah. uh, you know, all of the season last year, but pri- primarily ended up being used on defense. Now he's, you know, uh, uh, a big part of that a state defensive line and you know he he's in the mix too caught a touchdown in week one and had a sack in week two not too many guys no not can say that guys that's that's one of my favorite little nuggets ever i mean it's that's a pretty small club i don't know who else is in it but there's not many yeah a really short list but t-dub in that mix quentin lee uh, another guy uh to to be looking at and then you look on the inside at those tackles a couple of familiar names uh, you know returners like ivory scott terry hampton who, who got a lot of reps last year good game reps and you know i, I think they 
both had some big moments. And then another guy you're really going to notice uh, at defensive tackle is John Mincy, and he's another Tennessee transfer. He's at 6'4", 290. He wears number zero, which, number one, we never thought we'd see number zero in college football yeah. until last year. That became a thing. But now – to see a defensive tackle wearing <laughs> number zero in practice takes a, a little bit of getting used to. I think you'd be sh- you should be shaped like the number zero to be able to wear it. And, and we've got three number zeros on the current roster. You know, Blake Groupie mm-hmm. wore number zero last year. Javen Haas also was number zero last year. And now John Mincy. So offense, defense, and special teams – we have a number zero. I believe that. I mean, number one, there's so many guys over there that you're going to have to triple up on some numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe that zero is one of them. Unless they're going to start letting us roll out triple digits. I believe there's a lot of duplicates right now. But you talk about the things that stand out. That's certainly one of the things that jumped out to me right away was just the difference we saw in the first few practices uh, on both sides of the line so here's the other thing i want to ask you as you're listening to the second to none podcast presented by simmons bank not just about the people but just the practice in general you're kind of watching even if you saw the spring you're watching a kind of a full-on butch jones practice for the first time as much as you got to see of it how is business conducted at these practices you know, just watching the practice and the way it's organized, there's, I mean, I'm seeing a, a football practice like many I've seen before under several different head coaches. But you can tell with Coach Jones just how into every facet he is. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just the attention to detail and one thing that jumped out to me the other day, there's just one example. You know, they were getting set to, you know, run a drill, and the ball wasn't marked in the right spot. It wasn't put in the right spot before the play began, and he noticed that. And he said, let's get the ball in the right position. And, I mean, it's just that kind of yeah. attention to detail that I've heard about from other members of his staff, his players – just and again, this is just kind of a limited sample size, but to see it in person, that's one of the things that, that kind of stand out. By the way, there is more than one way to do things and it worked. I mean, I can remember uh, our friend Van Province, who was in the sports information office at the time, still works on campus at Arkansas State. I remember him, you know, watching the first, you know, Hugh Freeze practices, and his comment was. Man, it looks like the circus has come to town. The way, just the the vibe, and by the way, the one big change you saw it was the music. Was the first time you'd had that, mm-hmm. and just the, now that there, was, there's no music now. That I'll was not a that. knock, by the way. It looked like the circus to come to town. That that wasn't that wasn't a knock. It was just it was so different, such a different vibe than what he, that he had seen before. Mm-hmm. And look, that worked okay. Yeah, and and Blake, I mean, he would do music and practice that was part of there's not a right or wrong no there's not and everybody's 
going to be different. And obviously, you know, we're going to get used to the way Butch Jones does things, but but I see a very organized, very detail-oriented practice when you go out there and watch this bunch. Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm not surprised by that because I do think my guess is, and I've told a lot of people this, I would love to kind of go back and just sort of be a fly on the wall and see Butch Jones as the head coach at Tennessee or any of his other stops. And because my guess is he's very much this way anyway, then coming from where he's come from and working with who he's worked so closely with over the last three years in Nick Saban, you know, the whole thing with Alabama is that there is no detail too small to get right. And if you just work on doing everything right like they don't i don't they don't bog themselves down and don't think on winning or losing they just think that if you just handle every small detail do everything in front of you right then at the end you'll look up and the results will have taken care of themselves and when you spend three seasons around the greatest to ever do it then i would hope that you would take a lot of what you watched on a day-to-day basis and butch jones seems to kind of be a sponge when it it comes to that stuff and and you know firsthand just you know that coach jones and coach saban still have a a a relationship where they talk very frequently Mm -hmm. he coach saban called well i mean i was gonna say that yeah coach jones and coach saban are tight clearly coach jones and I are tighter because of Coach Jones. Was, I think that's been proved. Coach Jones was talking to me, and Coach Saban called, and Coach Saban got the shady button. How many times has that happened? <laughs> Probably not you're, many. You're, you're on a very short list. That's right. The Simmons Bank Card Alerts app lets you get more from your Simmons debit and credit cards. Set transaction alerts to be notified of certain card activity and choose how you receive each alert. You can suspend your card, set a spend limit, or decline specific transaction types. You can even manage multiple cards. So get more control, more convenience, and more peace of mind with your Simmons Bank debit and credit cards. Learn more at SimmonsBank.com forward slash debit card. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. This is the second to none podcast presented by Simmons Bank. I'm Brad Bobo. He's Matt Stoltz. He's getting ready to start his 17th season at Arkansas State. Uh, in terms of working on the broadcast, I'm getting ready to start my 19th. And so, you know, for a lot of fans, let's say uh, for fans who showed up uh, 2011 and later, because there are a lot of A-State fans that did that, and that's okay. You know, they've, they've really known, they've not known anything different than us being around. So I thought we'd just spend just a second here. Since we had time on this podcast, one of these early episodes before the season gets started to talk about there was a time we weren't around there was a time we were doing other stuff uh and so i was gonna i was gonna ask you about that mm-hmm. uh now folks may not know you are a product of the university of north texas yes i am metroplex and kid yeah grew up in the the dallas fort worth area uh town just south of fort worth called burleson which is also the hometown of kelly clarkson that's our <laughs> big claim to fame but yeah i grew up there 
and uh, you know, went to North Texas. And I knew from the age of eight what I wanted to do. And honestly, I never even thought about doing anything else. I guess I should have considered something else at some point, but I was so focused on doing what I'm doing right now, being a play-by-play voice, that I never, ever, you know, deterred from why that. It, I was just passionate about it. Why? So I remember what happens at eight that makes you know that? At eight years old, uh, that's a good question. You know, my dad and I, you know, some of my fondest memories are, are just playing catch with him in the backyard. And, you know, there wasn't there wasn't the the TV broadcast packages that you mm-hmm. see now for, for the major sports. And obviously you, you listen to radio and radio still is a big form when it comes to sports. But back then, you know, we we loved the Texas Rangers and most games were not going to be on TV, especially the home games back then. We'd see more road games than we saw home games just because of the way the TV package was. So, you know, we had an old transistor radio. And, of course, you hardly ever see those (laughs) anymore. But we'd set that up on the back porch, and we'd have Eric Nadell and Mark Holtz on the Texas Ranger broadcast, and we'd be listening to them every night while, you know, we play catch in the backyard. And uh, I know it sounds kind of uh, <laughs> Norman Rockwell-esque, uh. but it, it's kind of the way that's uh, honestly the All way right. it was. And I just, I, I loved, uh, I loved those moments. I loved the way, and, and Eric Nadell is, is still the voice of the Rangers and, uh, as good as anybody you'll ever hear, and and really, he's he's the guy that uh, that you know. If, if you ask me about broadcast uh-huh. inspirations and the guys I like the most, he, he's going to be right there at the. So top he of the was list. the voice of your childhood. He was the voice of my childhood. Now, have you ever had an opportunity to tell him that? Uh, no, I've I've not. But I think that. Uh, you know, it'd be really neat at some point uh, to sit down with them and, and and kind of visit about that. But look, I'm not the only one. Any oh, other any other young broadcaster that's come up and lived in in the Dallas Fort Worth area uh, probably had him right there at the top of the list too. Well, the voice of my childhood was Lance Russell. Yeah, and I did tell him. I mean, I I did get a chance, fortunately, before he passed to to let him know those things. What was that moment like when you're sitting there and so, talking to the guy who inspired so you? So I'm actually doing business. my show. Uh, it's I mean I will say it's the first year of the drive, which actually turns, which actually starts at the ninth year this week. Oddly enough, um, congratulations by the way. Yeah, right. Thanks. So I'm doing it in. I'm doing the show in Tunica at a casino at a wrestling show. Yeah, and Lance Russell's going to be at. But before that ever happened, there were never going to be a lot of you know big name old you know legendary wrestlers type there. But Lance Russell was going to be there. This particular casino at the time actually had a setup in it that was the Jerry Lawler Museum. So before my show goes on the air, I uh, I look up and Lance Russell and his son Shane are walking through looking at the Jerry Lawler stuff. So I went up to him, you know, introduced myself. We actually we did the whole, you know, got a photo deal. But in the midst of that, I was just kind of almost right in his ear. I said, look, there's 
a lot of legendary big name wrestlers here tonight. Lot you know, Jerry Lawler included, round down the list. I'm most excited about seeing you. And you know, and and um you know, he obviously took that very well and was you know, we chatted a while. Matter of fact, he came on the air that day and had him on two or three times uh yeah. total. So you know, so for a lot of people, okay, so Jack Buck is the equivalent of what you said for a lot of people around here with yeah. those Cardinal broadcasts. But for me and a lot of people like me around here, you think about being a kid and the broadcaster's voice that comes across is Lance Russell's. And I didn't grow up in this area, but I've been here certainly long enough to understand the impact that somebody like a, a Lance Russell might <laughs> have. To, and I've known, taught, you, I've known you long enough to, to know what... <laughs> An impact he had. All on right, you. so for mate, so you stick to the plan for mate. You go to North Texas, get through there. Then what? Well, you know, and North Texas was a big part of my growth as a broadcaster, and and the reason I kind of went there was, you know, they had a great student radio station, and I I went to the radio station first day, first week freshman year, and said, what do I got to do to get on the radio? And I've been on the air. <laughs> ever since so i did everything at uh kntu as uh-huh. uh you know sports updates a high school scoreboard show i was able to do play-by-play color uh sidelines all while a, a student in north texas so after gaining all that great radio experience i decided to do something completely different and well not completely different i was still in the broadcasting business but i went out to atlanta and lived there for a couple of years while working for cnn and i ended up uh giving tours i tell people this i did tours of cnn center during the day and at night i would work in the cnn sports illustrated newsroom which was a pretty good sports network back in the day. It it doesn't exist anymore, but, you know, I would help kind of as a production assistant at night and watch games and decide what highlights we'd use during the broadcast. But it was, I was working a lot of hours. Of course, I was in my early 20s. It really didn't matter too much. I was living in Atlanta and enjoying that. But, you know, as much as, and I had a chance to do more before I left there, but, I just had that itch to get back on the air again. And I made a move that I'm sure nobody in the history of broadcasting has <laughs> ever even considered before. But uh, I moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Mena, Arkansas. Yes. And I lived in Mena for a year. Just, Sister cities. Just to get back into the business. And that's how passionate I was about trying to get back into radio and in particular into play-by-play. So I was there for uh, a little over a year, was able to uh, go to Searcy after that and uh, work for uh, uh, the Crane radio stations there. I, I, I was there about 14 months in Searcy. And then the opportunity came open at Arkansas State and it it seemed like a long journey but you know when I was when I was hired here I was 27 and at the time I was the youngest FBS announcer in the country so 
It was, uh, uh, now I'm far from it now. Yeah. I mean, I, I may be no. up on that list a little bit, but... Uh, uh, middle at the best mi- middle of the pack maybe because people in, in this industry tend to be at their schools a long time yeah. there's really not a, a lot of turnover uh, as far as collegiate play-by-play announcers but uh, anyway it, it's been it's been a fun ride and now here's 17 years later and um, have have really enjoyed enjoyed this time but anyway that's kind of the way my journey that's interesting has gone that you stuck with the plan there from eight yeah i, I, I didn't have that um but tell me about you even though so even though the first thing i did play by play for not to beat a dead horse but was was a memphis wrestling card and, and that surprises at green county tech high nobody School. i was in ninth grade we had a cable TV channel that students did, and they just kind of, it was for fun. We never even broadcast, so we just set up for fun. They let us, uh, some 14, uh, do play by play for the wrestling card, go down at the intermission and grab some interviews, interview Jerry Lawler and a couple of other guys. And, and even then, I'm just kind of in it for funsies. Um, no real, in, no, no real intention. That so, that's in ninth grade. You go to eleventh grade. Um, in addition to the Memphis wrestling thing, the other biggest thing I was passionate about then was you know Michael Jordan and the Bulls, mm-hmm. who were coming to Memphis for a preseason game. Preseason of the ninety three ninety four year. So off the third championship. There's, there are no there are no Grizzlies. Yeah, probably even they're not even Grizzlies in Vancouver. I don't know by then. This was a really really big big deal. Yeah, because you only got one game. Is that the Pyramid? Yeah. That wasn't the Bass Pro. That was an arena, <laughs> and you got one game a year, and it was going to be the Bulls versus uh, the Orlando. No, the Bulls versus the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Um, and so of course, I mean, I got tickets the day they went on sale. And being 16 and not having a clue how anything worked, I, I would get my thought was would they let me take one of our little cameras? Well, they probably weren't even little at the time, they were big. Would they let me take one to my seat with me? That was my legit question. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the best things somebody ever didn't do for me was the teacher in, uh, of, of those classes, and Kim Drake is her name. She told me, hey, if that's what you want to do, figure it out. I'm not doing it for you. Okay. And so, you know, start trying to figure out how to figure it out. Uh, end up on the phone with the director of marketing at the time for the pyramid and start laying out, hey, here's who I am and here's what we do. I'm not, I even at one time time, I'm not looking for a way to the game. I'm coming to the game. I just want to know, can I take one of our cameras with me? And he says, all right, well, let's do this. You send me a, something yeah, that a letter what we just talked about on school letterhead and we'll see if we can get figured out and he even had to fax it you have to google that too while you're googling transistor radio google faxing something <laughs> we're to really going old school today and i'll never so on a friday afternoon because i listen if, if this doesn't happen i'm pro- I, i'm probably like a, a a band director right now a high school band director it very well may be what might have ended up happening that, that's how big this moment was uh, on a Friday afternoon, this guy calls me, this guy from the pyramid, and says, all right, guys, here's what we can do. 
<clears throat> got your letter. I'm all, all I'm wanting to hear is, can I take a camera to my seat? And what he tells me is this. I'll get you. So I've got, I'm going to set you my pass that gets you on the floor during the game to shoot highlights. And I have another pass to let you get in the locker room after the game to do interviews. And was your heart about to beat out of your chest at uh, that moment? or You know, I don't even remember that. I mean, just like, uh, probably just, just shocked that that's, that somebody did that for a kid that didn't even know what they're asking for. Um, and so that, and so then that goes, you know, that game, I think it's October 30th of 93. That's the date from Ante down to the day that that's where it started for me. After that, there was no, it was a no doubt. So was it just the environment being, you know, just right there on the floor in the locker room is, is that yeah, kind of what, that. what the draw was? Yeah, I just, just, yeah, I guess so. Just, but whatever it was, I, I, there was no more question after that. Um, so you were set. You wanted to, to do that, yeah. and then obviously, you know, you you got some experience there in high school. Yeah. But then so you went to by that time, State. yeah, coming to Arkansas State's a no brainer uh, for the radio TV program. Um, I hedged my bet, and the whole time I was in college, right as I graduated high school, I started working at a newspaper in Paragould. And the whole time I was in college, I learned and did the newspaper side and was doing radio TV at Arkansas State. Um, and then, you know, end up, you know, basically, uh, you know, 2003, I guess, or going into the 2003 sports year. This And here's something that tells you how this has come from Arkansas State standpoint. You know, I'm getting ready to go into my 19th year because 18 years ago, there was nobody that would carry Arkansas State. Yeah, it's it's come a really long Nobody way. would carry Arkansas State. I mean, nobody would carry Arkansas State. Football, basketball. And so, you know, the man who's now our boss, Bobby Caldwell, went out and leased a station. Didn't buy it. He, he just had to lease a station that at least would cover Jonesboro enough to put football and basketball on. And this is the old Earl FM. Yep. You remember Yep. 1039 and he he's he leased that strictly to have a stage so arkansas state could have its games on a station people could hear in jonesboro and then in the meantime the you know the the administration at arkansas state went to paracult to the management at kdrs um asking if they would put women's basketball and baseball on on kdrs am 1490 that you had zero prayer of hearing in jonesboro at night but at least you said they're on the radio. Yeah. And uh, so the answer was, you know, what they came to, and it wasn't like a bargaining chip, but just the deal they came to, yeah, we'll carry them. And our guy here, which was me, we'll call them. And um, so that was the plan for the, you know, the, the 03, 04 school, you know, act sports year to do that. And then about two weeks, I think before the football season started, they called me and asked me if, uh, if I'd be interested in going as a producer with football, that wouldn't even, I mean, that was probably two weeks before the season started before I ever knew it was going to, was football was going to be a part of that mix. And so that's how, you know, that's how that got started. Uh, after a year, actually the same guy called me after a year and asked if I was interested in a position on the athletic staff, mm -hmm. if I could still call games. And so I spent you know, the next nine years working in the athletic department while I was calling games and I've been here eight after that so uh yes year number 19 
It's funny what you remember. Because listen to this. You'll get a kick out of this. Okay. The message board reaction uh, to to my being named the play-by-play guy for women's basketball and baseball. One of the comments on the message board was that I was just a, a guy with pigs in my eyes. <laughs> Knowing you for the last 17 years, I can tell you that that is the most inaccurate statement I've ever <laughs> and, heard. And, it, and, and listen, and I'll be honest with you, I, I even probably get where at that point in time where somebody could have, I mean, it's still wildly wrong, but I see where they might have gotten there because I, I mean, I, I had a show that was on just for an hour every morning and probably was in the camp that, hey, you could fish in both ponds. You can like everybody because I grew up 20 minutes from the Arkansas State campus and they had no exposure to Arkansas State, right? I mean, and that's, that's a common tale for people around here. Arkansas was all you got shoved down your throat. So it's just eventually it's just when something's just shoved down your throat, no matter what it is, it's what you're going to regurgitate. That's Not true. to be graphic, yep. but that's just the deal. And, you know, I've been around in a time where I've been able to, you know, watch this thing really kind of take off. And even my first football season back in 05, we won the conference, conference championship. First sport, first season I called. And I remember Bill Keaty looking at me and saying, this isn't what we're used to around here (laughs) well (laughs) but it but then the mindset you know started started to change a little bit and it's turned into the expectations and the just the overall feel of our athletic programs being completely different you know just over 15 years later and when i went when i worked in that athletic department kind of my motivation was you know, because I was a kid that grew up 20 minutes from campus and never got exposed to Arkansas State, my motivation, whether it was being from the marketing side or later from the licensing side or the broadcast side or whatever it was, was to not let that happen to any more kids 20 minutes from that campus, to not let them come and have never been exposed to Arkansas State. Yeah, and I think we've come light years in that regard as far as – and people, I mean, old Exposing school people uh, probably State. aren't listening to podcasts anyway. Don't want to hear it. But the mascot change was a big deal in that. You could not go and, and, and winning far and away is the biggest deal. But the mascot change, you couldn't walk into an elementary school and see a kid wearing an ASU Indian shirt. You just couldn't do it. Now, next week or whenever this school started, walk in one. You're going to see kids wearing Red Wolves stuff. And that didn't happen before. Yeah, that, that's a good conversation, and I, I think that I'd love to do one of these podcasts one day. Just talk about the impact of you know how big it was once we we did go over to the Red Wolves because I agree. I think that was a big part of what's happened in the last decade plus at Arkansas State. Yeah, it, it is. Like I said, winning is far and away the, the mainest thing. The mainest thing, yes. Uh, there is no end. There is no end to the list of jobs made easier by winning. Bottom line. But ours included. Absolutely ours included. But beyond that, next thing, I mean, to to couple that then, you know, with, with the football program taking off, you know, shortly after the mascot change, it really led to, you know, some big changes. 
Well, and I think that, you know, you can point to a lot of things just over the years and not only it's perceived in Northeast Arkansas, but statewide, nationally, people know who Arkansas State mm-hmm. is. And you think of how far that's come to where 20 minutes away, maybe Absolutely. You, you didn't recognize it. Now, people that I talk to in other states who are not involved in any way with collegiate athletics will mention Arkansas State. Yeah, Beach. wear that stuff out around somewhere, no matter where you are, and somebody's going to come up and knows what it is. And yeah, that didn't used to happen. So, been a pleasant change now for me like i said you know I, I did get the pigs in the eyes comment and i just remember that because now looking back it's so absurd even though i i, I on some level being honest maybe i get why somebody would have thought that if you're because a state fans especially ones in that day and age you got a chip on your shoulder mm-hmm. especially back then you got a chip on your shoulder and i get that i i, I understand that and so i get I, I even get why they might have said that now it's just laughable but back then i understand and 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 bill Keaty, who i know will someday do one of these about nothing but him uh being around him was a big part of kind of what he, i that's the where i learned the most about being the sort of alum i needed to be nobody was more passionate than him about arkansas state and i see what what you're saying because just being around him made me love the school <laughs> as well. And, uh, you know, that love w- was was going to come, especially, you know, just the relationships you make and the, the amount of time you spend in a particular place. But it was certainly accelerated by being around him as much as you and I were. Yep. Hey, lastly here, before we wrap this thing up, you know, speaking of guys that are passionate about Arkansas State, We've added a new one to our network broadcast this year. We have. And, and of course, people know this. We're listening by now. Philip Butterfield is going to join us. And I know you and I are both very excited about that. You know, I am. And uh, people have asked me about Philip and if he's excited and, uh, you know, how I think he's going to do. And uh, I really don't hesitate in saying that I, I think he'll be a fantastic addition to our broadcast team and you know when you and I started thinking about you know possible people to put in this spot after Tim Allison told us that that he wouldn't be able to yeah. do it this year and that was by the way 100% his call it was even though people a lot of people came and said y'all finally ran him on <laughs> but I'll tell you it was 100% his call well that's 100% true or uh false <laughs> <laughs> sorry 100% false it is that uh Loved having Tim. Anybody tried to run off Tim Allison. I thought he did a, a wonderful job for us the last five years. But at the same time, I think Philip will do a great job. And just a, a quick story with Philip, we would have eventually got around to, you know, me sending him la- one of last year's broadcasts just so he has kind of an idea of the way, you know, we like the flow to be and what we're kind of looking for. And, you know, before I even asked him, you know, from our end, he he said, "Hey, can can you send me 
last year's broadcast so I can listen. He want, you know, he's been studying and he's been, you know, reading everything he can on the team and I know he's going to be coming uh to to several of the preseason practices even though he he lives in Little Rock. So just the passion that uh, uh that he's already kind of shown for his alma mater is, yeah. is promising. And it's, you know, and to, for the first time to kind of uh, going to to bring in a, a player that came up uh, in the you know playing style offenses people play now. Not only that, but to the guy from who had to learn offenses from as many people as he did, being one of the five and five guys, and then being a quarterback and just somebody that can tell us what they're seeing from the view of a quarterback. It'll be a really cool perspective to hear this fall. Yeah, and you know mentioned how young i was when i started at arkansas state philip i'm sure will be one of the younger color analysts in all of college football but i think kind of in today's college football world to have somebody that's been around the current offenses that we see now around college football will kind of bring a little bit of a fresher perspective and that's just one of many things that yeah. I think we have to look forward to. And we'll have to look forward much longer. We're inside a month now. And so, uh, you know, eventually this thing will kind of uh, morph itself into being, as we said last week, recapping the week before, telling some things we saw from the perspective we have and looking to, to the week ahead. So uh, I do want to tell people a couple of ways to follow us. In addition to this podcast mm-hmm. that you hear on all these podcast platforms, we're on Twitter also. It's the number two, okay. second, with the number two, two none pod, at second to none pod. And then, as we said, we have an email address. That's the word second to none pod at gmail.com. So if there's ever anything like we put it out there before, if there's something you'd like for us to talk about or a question you want us to, to tackle or even you know some particular group you want me to go in on next week, then just send us that email at second to none pod at gmail.com. All right. It's been two episodes now we've been able to get through. So yep. big thanks to Simmons bank for helping make it at all possible. All right. Uh, again, we'll do it again next week. New episode comes out next Tuesday for Brad. I'm Matt. Have a great week.